0: Learn more at marines.com.
1: It's Monday, November 15th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk Podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes-y. uh today's Tristan McKenzie Day. Uh, tr- Mackenzie Monday, I guess we'll call it, uh, in our <laughs> breakdown of the uh, the Guardians' 40, fan, 40 man roster. Uh, Tristan Mackenzie is up next. We'll get to Tristan and his season in a moment here, but uh, we want to talk about uh, anything and everything that's going on in, in Major League Baseball right now, as the uh, the hot stove is, is starting to crank up. And we just saw um, Eduardo uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, one of the uh, uh, big name free agent. Pitchers on the market just uh, signed with the Tigers, so he will be coming into the AL Central next year. Uh, he's the youngest starter on the market uh, w- with any sort of big upside, and he joins an already young staff in Detroit. Uh, that you know uh, the uh, Cleveland fans better get used to seeing these uh, these lefties coming in uh, and, and facing uh, uh, the Guardians next year. Uh, Tarek Skubal and now Rodriguez.
0: Yeah, definitely, Joe. And I think, uh, you know, the Tigers are, aren't going away. Uh, You know, they're in the market for a shortstop, one of those, you know, frontline shortstops on, uh, on the free agent market. They already added a catcher from uh, the Reds. So, uh, you know, this is going to be, it's going to be an interesting, uh, you know, they're going to put some pressure on the Indians for sure.
1: The Guardians. Guardians, Yes. They'll they'll put some uh, pressure on Cleveland as, uh, as we saw, uh, you know, also out there, you know, speculation about the, the, the club, uh, still looking for a minority investor, uh, really no news on that front though, just, uh, sort of, uh, you know, nothing to report uh, actually of, of, any progress being made on that front.
0: Yeah. The athletic, uh, wrote a story, um, you know, about, uh, Paul Dolan being willing, perhaps, uh, being willing to sell more than, uh, you know, to sell a bigger share of the ball club while keeping, uh, you know, majority control of, of the team. They still have to go through, uh, John Sherman. Uh, they've got to sell those, uh, that, that part of the ball club, which is in, uh, I guess in reserve or wherever, wherever you want to call that, it's been put aside. Uh, so they've got to sell that and they've got to find another buyer to, uh, who buy Sherman's shares and perhaps some, uh, some shares from Dolan as well. Uh,
1: Looking forward to uh, the rest of this week. Uh, Tonight we'll have the the rookie of the year announcements, the Jackie Robinson rookie of the year awards as selected by the baseball writers association of America. Uh, And then on Tuesday, the manager of the year awards uh, followed by Cy Young and MVP later on this week. Uh, Some interesting races there uh, for, for the awards, but, uh, really the, uh, Cleveland really has no, uh, no skin in the game in terms of any of the, these awards right now, no finalists among any of the, the BBWA uh, honors for the end of the season.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, the best, uh, uh, the guardians can hope for and their fans are probably, you know, kind of a down a down ballot showing by either their Emmanuel class a or, or Jose Ramirez.
1: Yeah, it's uh, not a not a stretch to think that Class A could get some votes uh, for American League Rookie of the Year. Uh, certainly, one of the top relievers in the American League uh, this past season. Uh, as far as Ramirez goes, he's finished what in the top uh, in the top three three out of the last four years, correct?
0: Yeah, yeah. So he, who knows? Maybe he gets a top five finish, top. You know, I think he'll be in the top six or seven for sure.
1: Yeah, d- definitely uh, deserving and worthy of that uh, on the season that Ramirez had. Uh, let's uh, let's get into the, the the meat of what we uh, came to talk about today. Uh, Tristan McKenzie uh, certainly uh, had the kind of season that uh, you would expect maybe out of a 23, 24-year-old who had missed some – Significant time due to injuries and, uh, you know, there was the, the COVID season that we got to see part of him in. Uh, not a lot of experience coming into the season, but certainly you could see flashes as to why uh, Cleveland likes this guy so much, what he has and what he can do when he's effective. Uh, you also saw the downside of what happens when you, you try and throw a 23-year-old pitcher who you know, might not be in the right headspace every start, uh, you know, out there. And and you got the the bad results as well as the good results.
0: Yeah, I mean, he really, really a topsy turvy season uh for, for Tristan. But like you said, Joe, the uh the skill set was 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 never far from being on display. This guy, you know, led the team, uh led the Indian staff in strikeouts, led them in walks. <laughs> and <laughs> and and uh his batting average against was only 194 so this guy you know he he only allowed 84 hits in 124 innings so all the damage he really did to himself was you know on free passes and 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 home runs he gave up 21 home runs but you know we just uh he just really kind of uh, you know was kind of just like watching, you know, like a star streak across the sky, the night sky. You know, he was real good, and then he flamed out, and uh, then he came back. So he was up and down and all around. But you know, I think there's really some uh, talent there, Joe. There's really something to be excited about.
1: Yeah, let's talk about where Tristan struggled this year. And you, you mentioned the the walks. He really showed, uh, you know throughout most of the season, he was a three-true-outcomes pitcher who was either going to be a strikeout, a walk, or uh, a home run. Uh, a, you know, were the, the results for this guy. Uh, what, uh, what sort of leads to those problems in, in a young pitcher like Tristan? We, we saw him come out, uh, you know, and say, hey, you know, I, I, I sort of felt overwhelmed by the, the situation after one game. That's something we really never heard of uh, a pitcher saying.
0: Yeah, I think he's, you know, he's, a, he's an engaging guy to talk to. And, he you know, he doesn't try to hide behind, uh, you know, cliches or anything. He's kind of his own guy. And what, what's on his mind, you, you pretty much are going to get that, you know, what, when you talk to him, especially after a game. Uh, he's honest in his appraisal. Uh, he, he knows himself. He knows when he's good. He knows when he's bad. And, uh, you know, I think uh, we just saw, you know, a, a kind of a rookie. Uh, you know, kind of finding himself kind of, you know, just, you know, feeling his way, but you know, geez, when, when, when he was hot, Joe, I mean, he was really, really dominant. He had that one stretch, what, from August 5th to September 14th, where, you know, he looked like one of the best pitchers in the game.
1: Right. And, you know, that included what the, the game where he took a, a, a perfect game into the what eighth inning in, in Detroit, I believe. Um, that, that was, that was sort of the moment that, uh, you know, a lot of people sort of stood up and said, Hey, you know, they, they might really have something with this guy. Uh, that was that the best that we saw of McKenzie this season? Oh,
0: I, yeah, for sure. I was, you know, we covered that game. We were in Detroit, uh, on August 15th. I thought that was, you know, not only was it a perfect game, but you know, he was a no hitter and a perfect game. And I think he lost it both in the same inning there and uh 11 strikeouts no walks eight eight innings I mean he was dominant and uh and it he was it was just looked easy for him to me you know it just he didn't even look like he was straining and uh so just just a great performance and yeah that was an eye opener
1: right uh you know it, it it really you talk about it looking easy his uh his stuff, when he said, uh, the quotes from him this year, uh, when he's confident in his stuff, when he's confident that his stuff plays in the zone, uh, his fastball and his curveball are as good as anybody's, uh, any young pitcher in the American League right now. And he, I think it was Miguel Cabrera that sort of, uh, you know, tipped him off and said, hey, you know, this, this kid can really, you know, get it done at the major league level. He, he really felt like a pro when he was able to strike out Miguel Cabrera and, uh, you know, be effective against him. Um, that led to, like you said, that, that stretch, that eight game stretch there where, you know, he was practicing unhittable. Uh, and I just remember seeing him at the, the Little League Classic in, in Williamsport. And he wasn't pitching that day. Cal Quantrill pitched in that game, but he was as relaxed and comfortable as I think, uh, I, I saw him all year in that uh, in that venue in that arena, uh, really engaging with the fans, really engaging with the kids, and just having a really good time. Uh, it, it, right after that, of course, he went on the uh, the injured list for like a week. Uh, they they sort of pumped the brakes on him again, and they and they did that a couple of times throughout the season. You could tell they were really trying to manage his his workload, um, but. He he came back, he, he pitched effectively, and uh he, he really sort of set himself up for a big season in 2022.
0: Yeah, you know, in that stretch, Joe from August fifth to September fourth, fourteenth, he goes he goes four and two with a one-seven six ERA, nine earned runs uh in in uh, in forty-six innings, forty-eight strikeouts and only five walks. And this was a guy that got sent when he got sent down the first time, you know, early in the season, he was leading the big leagues in walks and he still led the Indians in walks you know, at, at the end of the season. And then just, he goes from there to his next three times out, he goes 0 three and, you know, gives up 14 earned runs in in 10 and two third innings. So, you know, he said he wasn't tired at the end of the season, but I think, you know, the, the grind probably caught up to him a little bit. You know, this is, was his really first full season in the big leagues. And like you said, they had kind of, they had managed his innings. He'd gone down a couple times to a triple a. So, uh, you know, I think it was a learning experience, but really, really nothing but promising. I think for this guy, I mean, Tristan, you know, I think is you know, probably earned himself a spot in the rotation. And I'm really, I, I think guardians fans, you know, should really look forward to this guy see what he does in
1: 2022. Right. He's under control. I mean, he's, he's still pre-arbitration eligible. Uh, I I can't, I I believe he's not eligible for free agency until 2027. So we're going to get the full, you know, extended look at Tristan McKenzie here in the next uh, several seasons. And, and, you know, and that plays well, I, obviously he's, he's he hasn't really established himself as consistently as guys like Bieber, uh, Savali, uh, even police act to a degree, but he, he gives you another guy in that rotation to sort of look forward to, uh, on, on, on the days he starts, so you, you know, you, you circle that on the calendar because you want to see, you know, Tristan McKenzie come out there, the potential for him to, you know, throw a hitter, a uh, no hitter every night is, is there. We've seen it, especially against, you know the aerial central where you got teams like Detroit and Kansas City these these past couple of seasons uh and you know maybe coming up next year uh Minnesota there's there's chances for this talented rotation uh to to really come out and, and perform like they did heck back in 2017 2018 when they were one of the best in in, in baseball yeah uh, definitely joe definitely uh mckenzie it, physically where is he right now in terms of he he made it through the season he didn't really have uh he went on the injured list a couple of times but that was more for management i think purposes than for any specific injury correct
0: yeah i think coming off the uh the get the start against uh detroit and i think the next start he had a little fatigue and arm no shoulder fatigue so they weren't taking any chances with him but i, th- I also think that was you know, large percentage of that move was maintenance. Like you said, just, Hey, we're not going to take a shot chance with them. You know, we're, so we're going to, you know, shut them down and then bring them back in 15 days or whatever. I think, yeah, 15 days. So, um uh, you know, so I think, you know, that way, but physically, I think, you know, Joe, this is, he's, he's got a unique body. There's, a, there's no, there's no getting around it. Six, five, about 170, 175 pounds. I don't think that's going to change. You He's, he, he looked the same when they signed him, you know, as the number one pick and what in 2000, maybe 14 or 15, right. whatever it was. So went out of high school in Florida. Uh, you know, I, 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 I'm interested to see how his, his pitch mix develops, Joe. I'm, I'm wondering, can, can he still get away with that high fastball when it's only, you know, maybe 92, you know, right. 90 to 92 miles an hour.
1: Well, and, and we've seen him, you know, pitch, it, after a few more days of rest, we've seen him come out with a little more life on his fastball, that, that sort of thing, we, you know, which always early on led me to believe, hey, is this guy maybe better suited to be out of the bullpen? But no, I, I think he, he is a starter, and he'll pitch as a starter for, for the Indians for uh, you know, the foreseeable future. But it, it's, it's weird. It's when he has a little more rest and he has a little more time, his, his fastball does sort of tick up a little bit more uh, than if he's in a regular rotation and, and he's averaging, what, 91, 92 on his, on his four-seam fastball. Yeah,
0: and it seems to have some hop, you know, at the top of the strike zone. He likes to pitch up there. When he's on, you know, he can get away with it. When he's not, he kind of gets hurt with it. And I think he really kind of complements his, his slider and his, and his curveball. When, when the fastball is up, <clears throat> and those two other pitches are down in the strike zone. That's when he's really effective to me.
1: Yeah. And I mean, he's young. There's time for him right now to develop a change up. He really didn't throw a change up very much this year. Uh, only, you know, only about 25 times, according to the stat cast, where he was a lot more uh, fastball, slider, curveball heavy. Uh, but, you know, if you want to be effective to those, to those left-handed hitters, you're going to have to change speeds and, and, and get them off of your fastball. Uh, especially if you live up in the zone there Uh, just looking at you know his chase rate is uh, you know better than league average he's at the 77th percentile Uh, his whiff percentage is 65 you know those are all good Uh, of course you know his barrel percentage is in you know among one of the worst in the league 18th percentile Uh, that's that's not good when they when they do hit him they they hit him hard
0: yeah, and, uh, you know, that was, uh, <clears throat> that was a problem, keeping the ball in the park. Um, he gave up 21 home runs, uh, you know, but he kind of negated that with, you know, his big strikeout, you know. He's got his 136 strikeouts in 120 innings. Uh, so, you know, he, but he's got that going for him, but I think he has to obviously, you know, he, he's he got to pitch the less contact. I, I don't know if I, he likes – you know, like he, he can strike people out, but I don't know, pitch to less contact, that probably is not the right thing. Maybe pitch to early contact, I'm not sure about
1: it. Right, well, and and you see that, it, it, again, don't forget, he's still so young, he's still only 24 years old, and he's going to get there, he's going to learn that. Uh, even even a Shane Bieber at, at 24 years old was still, you know, not as effective at getting batters early in counts or finishing batters off early in counts uh you know a, a young pitcher like mckenzie was who was prone to letting batters extend at bats and you know either would then wind up walking them or giving up a hit uh i think you'll see that next step in maturity and and he'll be able to attack guys especially when he gets ahead in counts and and finish them off early that'll lead him to getting deeper in games and and that's what we've seen uh the questions about his, his body and his physical stature. Uh, I think all that, uh, you know, he's, he is who he is. He's not going to change eating a bunch of steaks in the off season. Isn't going to change the way it depends to training camp. So, you know, you go with what it is. Uh, Now, if he did come into training camp, all bulked up and, you know, looking like CC Sabathia, I I think uh, uh, we'd have a problem with that. I, I think that'd be more of a, more news than, you know, you know, what's this guy going to look like in, you know, three to four years in terms of, uh, his, his physical durability, but, uh, you yeah, know, I, I, I go with, you know, he is who he is. He, he's, he's comfortable in his own skin, I guess.
0: Yeah. And eventually he'll, you know, he's going to get stronger, even if he doesn't fill out, he's going to get older and stronger and, and, you know, go through the the conditioning drills. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure you know, like you said, Joe, this, you know, you don't want him coming in weighing 300 pounds. I mean, so, you know, he, I think he'll be fine. He's, he's shown he can pitch and win at this level. Now, you know, the experience factor comes in and now, right. you know, the repetition of that. And, and, you know, I think the Indians are always going to keep an eye on him. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of slow go him in spring training, you know, after, you know, having this first full season, in, in the big leagues and, uh, you know, work them into, you know, the cactus league game slowly, uh, this, in this coming spring.
1: Aside from staying healthy, what does McKenzie need to do in 2022 to, to, to be an effective member of this rotation?
0: You know, I think you hit on it, Joe. I think you maybe come up with the fourth pitch, work on that change up. You know, like you said, he only threw it 25 times this past season. Uh, you know, the curveball. Uh, you know, um, you know, if if you look at his you know batting average against his first three pitches, two twenty seven against the fastball, one against the slider, and one fourteen against the curveball. So you know that I mean he, he's he's getting people out with those his three main pitches, but uh, you know maybe a fourth pitch would help him.
1: Yeah, the the breaking stuff is there. The off speed stuff needs to come along. Uh, and the command and control, and and just uh, the ability to to sort of attack hitters early in counts when you get ahead, and 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 keep your club uh, you know in ball games early, extend your outings past the fifth inning, all things. These are things that we're talking about finishing your development at the major league level. You know, he's he's beyond anything that going making a trip to Columbus can teach him. He's a big leaguer now. He's shown that the, the final stage of development for a young player is at the major league level. So add that fourth pitch, uh, finish off those batters earlier in counts, extend your outings into, you know, beyond the fifth inning. Uh, those are the things that we're talking about now with him. And, and uh, frankly, the, those are the things that we've talked about with Bieber, Savali, Plesak, uh, you know, a guy like an Eli Morgan. We're going to hear about that as well. Uh, Cal Quantrill. You know, these are these are all common issues that that the guys in this rotation are going to have. Uh, you know, McKenzie maybe has a little bit more of the injury history than than any of them, than any of the others really do. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're sort of all in the same boat and, and we're waiting to see uh, who puts it all together. And if, if all five of them can put it together at once, this could be a real special club next season.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, the thing that impresses me about Tristan is he seems to be a good, uh, you know, self-evaluator. You know, he's not he's not fooling himself. He's you know, he, he knows how, what what he has to do, what he does well, what he needs to work on. You know, I think that's really when you have the kind of skills he has, the tools he has and you're you know, you're not and you and you can look in the mirror and see, OK, I've got to do this. I got to do that uh, to get better. You know, that's a a good first step.
1: All right. All right, that's going to wrap up Tristan McKenzie and our look at the 40-man roster for today. We'll dive in with more in the next few days here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Wednesday, we'll talk to you again tomorrow.
0: All right, Joe.